Hey guys, welcome to uh, Ruin Hammer. Um, hey buddy. Season two, episode seven. How are you, bud? Yes, mate. Mate, I'm fantastic. Yeah. I'm still coming down from Saturday, honestly. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was, it was one of the better uh, games I've, I've actually been to, to live to witness. Uh, yeah, uh, what a great result. Um, it, 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 it was a... <laughs> It just it just almost sums up the Warriors, doesn't it? That game. It's just it just had it all. Yep. It had it had it said everything that you would associate with the Warriors. The... Yep. And and I mean it's kind of synonymous with the the games that we've played Canberra in the last uh, couple of seasons, like since about 2016, I think. Oh. Um, yeah. You know the, the Golden Point game in 2016 when uh, Jared Croker scored in the corner. Um, yeah, that's right. The, the, yeah. the 2018 game that Sean Johnson won with the two field goals at the end. Um, 20, 2019, we beat them down there. Uh, yeah, we did before. the final round. Yeah, yeah we got final a... round. And, th- and yeah. then there was also um, last year where even though we didn't win that game, it was a, it was a close game uh, in a season where we'd bowed out of the semis. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's always a, a good result uh, down in, in Canberra, uh, a good game down in Canberra. Uh, and once we finally got the monkey off our back down there, because we hadn't won there for years, and then yeah. we finally won in 2014. Since then, we've had a we've had a really good record down there. Yep. So um, it, it's um, a yeah. it's a great atmosphere to watch footy. Um, witnessing that Viking clap live never gets old. Um, it is a it's a truly the only thing I could it, it's I can ex- describe it as is it sounds orgasmic. It's um, <laughs> Oh mate, it is. It, hearing it, seeing it live is, um, yeah, it's one of the things. If you can get to Canberra and watch a game, uh, well, it's well worth it just for the Viking Club. Yeah, right. I'll have to have to add that to the bucket list. Yeah. Oh, got a lot of viewers in already early on. Uh, Sean James is in. Josh Chitty, how are you, Josh? Uh, Paulie, Robbie Reyes. Uh, how did you get the name Hammer? Did you give yourself the nickname? No, I didn't, mate. Uh, my initials are MC. Um, so. I grew up in an era where there was a guy called MC Hammer that used to perform. So it was Stop. kind of a hammer time. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of a shitty nickname. But uh, I've had a lot of different nicknames over the over the years. But um, Hammer kind of worked well with uh, when we were looking for the name for the show for and Hammer. So that's what we went with. Yeah, no, uh, just uh, rolled off the tongue. Yeah, Malcolm Winshaw. Hey boys, what a game! It certainly was. Christian, how's it how's it going? Uh, great comeback win. It certainly was. Uh, unreal, unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let, mate, let's dive straight in. Um, game review, by all means, guys. Um, you know, uh, keep commenting in the in the feed um, as we as we go through the uh, the game. Uh, for me, as I said, I was down there. Uh, myself and the great Juan did a, a road trip down to Canberra on um, Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, it was a comfortable twenty one degrees in the nation's capital that day. And there was a crowd of about 13,500, which was pretty good. Uh, As expected, it was a sea of green, except Mm. for a small corner of um, the stadium where the Warriors fans were sitting. And they they always put us in Bay 73. Um, uh, So it's kind of the same bay that we sit in every time we go there. It's it's familiar. Um, Get a good... Uh, view of the the stadium uh i don't know if any of you watching the game would have seen us all in in the background particularly in that uh end shot when roger 
I was just going to say, you guys had were in prime position for that, weren't you? You must have known straight away that was no try. Sure, mate. That's that's the same corner that Croker scored in in the uh, yeah, in the twenty sixteen game. Yeah. I, I knew it seemed familiar. It's <laughs> like something about that corner and, and heartbreak, or almost heartbreak. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Dave, good enough. Hey, boys, how are you? How, hey, Dave, how's things, bud? Um, thanks for the little chat that we had today. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, great to meet you today. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Reyes is still pushing you to get that yellow heat jersey too, mate. Right, uh, it's sold, sold out, buddy. But yeah. you feel free to get one yourself. Yeah, well, buy one for him. You know, if you yeah, buy one for him, him if you can yeah. find one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Brownie made a couple of uh, one significant change before the game. He, he benched yeah. Bailey Sirenen and, and promoted Jazz to the starting lineup. And for me, that probably was just a indication that he wanted a little bit of aggression from the outset um, yeah. that that Jazz brings. Um, big, and- big dominate dominating pack, you know, with the with the Raiders boys, with Papali'i and and uh, and Tarpani, although only lasted about. Uh, Five minutes or so, but um, Mate, I was I was interested to see because we watched there was a game on beforehand, which was the um, the Mounties versus Canberra Raiders in reserve grade. Now Mounties used to be Canberra Raiders feeder club; they're now Canberra yeah, feeder right. club. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Dynamis Louis was dropped to the reserve grade, and I found that a bit odd because um, I didn't think uh, Dynamis Louis had been playing that bad a footy this year. Um, but yeah, yeah no, he got no. dropped and they promoted Tom Starling to the starting side. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing maybe in hindsight, Ricky's wishing that he had a, had another forward on the bench considering they lost three pretty early in that contest. Yeah. Well, that, that guy Sutton, the, the, yeah. the big Englishman had a, had a bit of a barnstormer, didn't he? Yeah. He had to play. I mean, you know, credit to them. Those Canberra boys had to play some long minutes. Um, you know, but uh, we had two milestone men in this game ourselves, or actually three. Uh, we had AFB playing his 100th NRL game. Uh, Wade Egan played his 50th, 50th NRL game. Yep. And Sean O'Sullivan became Warrior 255, making his debut for the club. Did he um, what? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he's. Um, I thought he came under a bit of criticism prior to the game. Uh, a lot of people um, criticised his style yeah. of play and... Didn't even give him a um, chance, yeah. did they? Kind of rubbish, rubbish the selection immediately. It's like, yeah. okay, no CHT, no chance. Well, yep. no CHT, no worries, as it, as it would seem right now. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to give you got to give everyone a chance. Yeah, and you know, you give someone a, a, an injury to someone opens up an opportunity for someone else, and he grasped grasped the opportunity, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, yeah, we started off pretty well. Um, Perfectly placed kickoff uh, got us uh, the ball straight off the in the outset, you know. Um, yeah. And then, you know, not long after we had AFB crash over uh, in the sixth minute for um, his try, which was off a little bit of good shift ball. Uh, I think it was like three passes wide. AFB ran off Torhu. Yeah. Um, Pass on to Katoa. Katoa with yeah. nice, nice um, soft hands. Yeah, that, yep. that was that was a well constructed try. We were we were well on top at that stage. Um, we, we, were. we were we're dominating, yeah, for that yeah. period anyway. And then the, the Raiders suffered the first of their injuries went with Joe Tarpanay went down with a what I believe is an ankle ligament injury. Mm. Now, watching the game on replay, because I, I saw him go down in the game, or I saw him on the ground in the game, uh, and then watching the game on replay, he just basically fell over running back into the defensive line. So it, it was, was one weird, of those wasn't it? The sniper. Yeah, yeah, one of those non-contact injuries that they keep talking about. Mm. Um, and then. Uh, 
for us, I think people are talking about, um, you know, RTS's try saver in the last minute and, you know, us getting that contentious forward pass. But for me, the, I think the ultimate um, play came in the 11th minute when Bunty Afoa chased down um, Chance Nickel Clockstad. Because if Bunty doesn't chase that, um, CNK scores. That, that, that's it. Like to, for a front rower to put in that effort in fairly yep. warm conditions. Yep. It, um, that, that was reminiscent of Martin Lang in State of Origin running down Rod Wishart, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, very reminiscent yes. of um, Josh Papali last year running yeah, down Jamal. Yeah, Fulton. of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that was very encouraging to see. It shows that like, you know, they're, they're, that was a real effort play and it had to be done. It's a, uh, you know. You watch the replay and you see where Bunty came from. He came from the other side of the field in the def- in like because we were attacking. Uh, we shifted the ball right. It was yeah, a loose so a pass, pass that Rapina, yeah, Rapina uh, yeah. scooped up and ran a you know a good distance with um, CNK backing up on the inside, passed it to CNK, and Bunty was there. And Bunty was the only one chasing, and um, that's basically you know an effort on effort play that wins games of footy. And I think that play, even though I was in the eleventh minute. I think that play um, really won us the game uh, because yeah, Canberra scored there. Over, hasn't it? it? Has been glossed it, over it a fair bit after everything that happened, you know, towards the latter part of the game. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, hundred um, percent effort and heart. Yeah, because you know the next minute um, or two minutes later, the Raiders lose both um, you know Ryan James and, and Sebastian Chris with that mm. awful head knock. And with the Raiders down to, to one on the bench, they seem to be the team to lift. Um, it was crazy, wasn't it? It's, yeah. It's like they just went up another gear and they just clicked and they put us to the sword, honestly. that there, there was that period where they had the ball. They would score off every possession and yep. we were struggling. Our attack was looking a little bit disjointed. Yep. Passes weren't hitting the mark. Um, a couple of bad balls, you know, you know, under pressure. And they would march up the other end and they were just seizing the opportunities. Jeez, it was... It's looking a bit uh, ordinary at one point there. And their online goal line defence was not great either. No. Um, you know, I mean, they scored their first try with uh, Jack White and pushing Cody off. And Cody's, I mean, you can't go high. Yeah. yeah. You can't go high. Cody went high. Jack White and just pushed him off easy. Rushed He's a big off, body. Yeah. Um, and then they, they controlled possession pretty well. Uh, got a couple of repeat sets. And then there was some poor market defence. And, and, and Ryan Sutton scores next to the posts. And then mm. um, we had some... Very poor ball security um, and a couple of ruck penalties. And then um, 10 minutes out from halftime, Isaiah Soliola um, scores under the post. Yeah, um, soft try. Yeah. And then um, we kicked out on the full from that kickoff. Again, yeah. They, they kicked for touch and, yeah. and they pretty much started their set on our 30. And from that set, George Williams scores. And then he ices a field goal. And, and it, all of a sudden... From a six six nil lead, we're down twenty five six at half time. Um, however, everyone in the supporters bay at that time uh, believed that a comeback wasn't beyond us due to the Raiders' reduced bench. Yeah. But it's in the um, back of your mind. It's in the, it was in the back of your mind, wasn't it? Because it was. It was just if we though. if we can get some good ball possession down there into the field and can c- control the speed of the game and really make the Raiders work in defense, then we were, yeah, yeah, we were a chance. Yep. Do you, do you think that, do you think that the Raiders, I mean, I know they would have been buoyed by that. Do you reckon they went into the break kind of also in the back of their mind thinking, geez, have we got a big enough lead here? 
I mean, yeah. they they would have been they would have been buoyed by their form, and they obviously lifted. And and I mean, like Ricky's Ricky's a good guy to to motivate his players and everything. But I'm just wondering, like maybe they were thinking, geez, I mean, well, 19 points is not that big. That um, that that field goal at the end there was an indication that. Um, they wanted us to score like they they wanted to have a, a comfortable enough buffer mm. where Push we it. have to score four tries to to get in front of them. Yeah. Um, and you know we started well in the second half. Yeah, uh, it it all hinged on the the start in the second half and yeah. Cody running the ball. He looked he looked fantastic. He handled the ball twice in that movement the lead up to his try. Absolutely, and and again it was another one of those effort plays where like he. He was tackled, offloaded in the tackle, was taken to the ground by two defenders mm. and jumped back up and wrapped around and then got the ball um, for the second time in that play. Uh, could have easily have just laid down on the ground and then that, that try doesn't get scored. So it's it's those effort plays that I think Brownie would be really, really happy with. Um, yeah, I think so. He, he, it's, it's stuff that you may not have seen in years gone past. No. As well. And that's an attitude thing. Yeah. You know, that, that's not something you can coach. That's an attitude thing. And it, it just shows that the attitude is right this year. Um, where, you know, they're going to play to the 80th minute every game. Um, they're going to back themselves. And, I mean, you know, we're not going to win every game. Uh, but nah, with, with, an att- with an attitude like that, we'll win more games than we lose, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then the Raiders scored after that with that play from sure, deep in their half. 70-metre try. It was, Yeah. It just kind of, at that point, I was like, geez, that t- that's taken a lot of the wind out of the sails. I'll tell uh, you, they're, they're raving about the game that um, Ryan Sutton had. But for me, being there live, I thought uh, Jordan Rappin was probably their best player. He was the guy that looked most likely all game. Mm. Um, right up until the final whistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from yeah, that play, that, yeah. that, play that, that particular play where they scored is where we lost Petahiku with his MCL injury. Yes, yeah, right. Um, because yeah, there was no there was no chases, was there? It, no. it was is literally there was like three raiders there and one warrior chasing in. Like, yeah, what, what happened there? But and that was RTS who had turned and chased after they kicked over his head, and you know uh, those boys just had a had a good start on him. Jeez, um, like, guys, you want me to do everything? <laughs> <laughs> then we got merch. Um, we got merch. merchandise. Yep. Yes, uh, merch came yeah, on the field, same, played yeah. in the centers. It was great to see. Um, and then with 29 minutes to play, we were down by 21. Um, yes, because I remember because I'm like, that's four tries. Yep. I was thinking if we get if we get one now, there's only three tries, and, and then once once you get down to like just needing a couple of tries, it's that that's nothing in today's game, is it? No. Like you can get two tries scored in two minutes. Yeah. And I just knew that we just needed to get one more to to bridge the gap. So what it was it 31. 3110. I say we just get a 3116, get less than less than three tries, and we're right back in this. And it was at that point that they really started to use their offloads. Yes. Um, and work the Raiders defense around. Uh, we got that great offload, BMM uh, burst through the line, got that offload yeah, to Roger. Roger, Roger was pulled yeah. down short. Yes. Um, and then from the next play the ball uh, or two play the balls later, zero scores under the post. A couple of short balls. Um, I they, think we tried that play a few times. Um, finally when, came off. Yeah. When that try was scored, there was a hush over the stadium. Like we didn't even realize he'd scored because it was the far end of the field. 
Yeah, even McCondo. on TV, you couldn't even tell that he'd scored. You just yeah. saw bodies everywhere, and then there was like no reaction. No. And, and Blocker Roach didn't get excited for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just started walking back and yeah. went up on the scoreboard. It's, it was like, oh, casual like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bailey scored. Um, and then from that next set of six is when BMM scores off that Cody Nicarima pass. Beautiful pass, uh, that, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Even tonight on NRL 360, 360 guys. still going off about. Like, <laughs> if that had happened in the dying minute of the game, yes, sure. I, would, I would understand. That's but, it. But there was still 15 minutes of that game left and we were still behind on the scoreboard. So the Raiders had, a, 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 like, you know, 15 minutes worth of gameplay and opportunity to turn that result around. So for me... With everyone saying that's the the thing that lost the Raiders a game, I I, I strongly disagree. Um, especially when you look back at the history of um, the calls that we've had in the past, um, even as late as last week with the no try to Wade Egan. You know, we cop it and we move on. Um, that's but- it. That's it. Like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Raiders. Did it happen to you once? Did it? And Ricky Stewart comes out. I'm sure we'll get to Ricky Ricky's press conference a bit later on. But um, but like. You know, it's the end of the world, and now we have to change all the rules because the Raiders copped one dud forward past ruling. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm just reading the the comments, guys. Um, there's a couple of comments about uh, the 18th man and stuff like that. We will get to that in our set of yeah. six. We've got a few things to talk about. Massive um, set of six coming up, guys. So yeah, yeah. Our thoughts on Marcelo Montoya making the the squad. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. For Satu and needing to stay on his wing, all that stuff will be talked about when we talk about the game preview um, for round four. Um, but yeah, uh, so B- BMM, the BMM try got us back within less than, they got us back within nine, didn't it? So it was 31-22. And right then and there, you're like, this is absolutely game on. Yeah. And, um, and that was when you started thinking, the only way we're going to lose is that we beat ourselves here. Yeah. Um, and Cody and, and Sean O'Sullivan were, were kind of playing at the advantage line rather than you know, hiding behind those block plays and trying to shift guys into holes. Mm. They were they were kind of taking the line on um, and working off that great go forward that started from our back three again, uh, big meters from those three at the back and then our middle forwards. And the offloads really started oh, to tie the Raiders out. I was just going to say, it was unreal. Like watching it on TV, it was just so crucial. One offload was getting an extra 10, 15 meters every time. And we yep. were absolutely marching the ball upfield. Yep. I was like, yeah, we're on here. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, like, just you know, so not not crazy offloads, but smart offloads, giving it to someone in space, and, and there was plenty of space to be found. Obviously, the Raiders were dead set buggered. They they were very smart offloads because we didn't drop the ball, we didn't make any errors from our offloading, um, which was good, which shows that it was controlled. Mm. Um, Cody comes up with another effort play late in that half with that that stop when they get the ball into the end goal and Whiten gets trapped in the end yes. goal. Um, Whiten gets out there and the Raiders have a set of six. Uh, but, you know, Cody traps him. We get the, the dropout. And then from that net set is when RTS um, scores from that beautiful soft Brilliant. hit from Torhu Harris. Brilliant so, offload from Torhu. Yeah, that was yep. fantastic. Just when we say he's put his offload away. <laughs> 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 Brings out time. Great, great time to bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, and um, it was that was great because that, that gets us to within three. It was, uh, Katie converts, it's 31-28. Um, Raiders got some ball from, from a forced dropout. And then RTS is penalised for that 
tackling Simonson in the air. Um, and there was literally millimetres in it. And I, I can I can handle that if it's consistent, but it's never consistent. And if it's, you're going to slow it down that much to the absolute, as you said, the absolute millimetre, yep. by the letter of the law, sure. Okay, yeah, he's technically tackled with like, you know, a millimetre off the ground. But when was the last time we saw a tackle in the air penalty? Not this year. That was it. Yeah. That was the first one. That's it. That's it. That's it. And because yeah. they had to analyze it, they yep. had to slow it down. And yep. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, smart by the Raiders to you know pull their yeah, um their captain's challenge that. at that point. Mm. Um, they they were going for the captain's challenge on the ball coming out, hoping that the Warriors knocked it out, and they got that penalty. Mm. Um, I kind of thought then that they might take the two and put a five point gap on us because you know Cody's not a recognized goal kicker. Um, yeah, like if we score in the corner, then it's yeah. sort of given that he's going to kick it. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, but then but, but they, they say if he misses it and we get the ball back. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it is Jared Croker though. He's a you know he's a well yeah of course he's Jared a pretty Croker decent goal kicker. But yeah, I, I personally think it was the wrong decision for them to take the tap because mm-hmm. that set of six that they had they nothing was, they showed yeah nothing. it was a nothing they had no energy. No, nah, that's yeah. right. Um, and then we get we get the a set. Uh, restart on the third tackle from that next set of six from them just trying to slow the ball down just just, do- um, just dominating the ruck as well we just had too much for them uh, yeah and yeah yeah the set restart get just grab the ball let the ball sing and yep. yeah and then Pompey scores with uh two minutes to go Cody converts and we're up 34 31 but as we said at the beginning history, <laughs> history against the Raiders the game is never over until the full-time siren goes oh it's um, yeah it was just it was just all the emotions wasn't it it's just yeah you're just like we got this yeah oh thank goodness oh we're gonna win this then, then we we're not good at cleaning up short kickoffs either i've noticed that we no. very rarely get those short no because because rog got up and batted it back and then there was nobody there and and starlings jumped on that ball and then, all we um, needed was to smother that and yep. that's game over yep instead it put us through another Another 30 seconds of agony. 45 seconds of heartache. Um, uh, Oh, geez. But that try saver, um, you know, all hail Roger Tuovasashek. One for the ages, uh, isn't it? Because it is. And and we're so lucky we have him. And and we're not ones to bag players out. Uh, it's not our our thing. Uh, You know, these guys are obviously playing first grade footy and they're doing a lot better than we ever could. Mm. But it has been noted that Fuss does come in off his wing in defence quite a bit and leaves his man unmarked. And if we don't have Roger Tuovasa-Shek at the back, the Raiders score there. Absolutely. Um, if, and if um, if Rapana holds it in two hands as well, he might have even scored. Yeah. Yeah, he could um, have too. It, it's just one of those moments. But like that, that if anyone had any doubts, this has been said before, but if anyone had any doubts about Roger's level of commitment and everything, whether he's going to phone it in this year before he goes to uni, I mean, that surely dispels all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the scenes after the game of grand final, like... Uh, not, not that I know what winning a grand final's like, because as a, as a Warriors supporter and prior to that as a Bears supporter, um, never got to experience that. As a player myself, um, never got to experience. I was on the, the end of eight losing grand finals over my you know twenty two year footy career, 
Um, well, don't, don't ask me either. I played it in one touch grand final and lost that. So, <laughs> so yes, but it was very grand final like. The the crowd was going off. Um, those that were there, Josh Chitty was there. I'll tell you, it was um it was a sensational scene at the end of the game. Uh, it's the greatest come from behind victory in the club's history. I'm, I'm led to believe it is. It eclipses the twenty point. Uh, we were down 20 nil against Newcastle in 2005, and we came back to win that game at the death as well. Francis Melly trying the corner. So we came down, came back from 20 nil that day, and this one was obviously 21 point deficit we erased. So yep. a bit of history there. Yeah. Um, AFB led the uh, the players over to the supporters' bay to thank the fans. Not, not all the players came over, I will say, but um, AFB came over, Bailey Sirenen, um, Jazz, the Merch. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan. So there was a few players, and then Robbo and, and Cameron George came over with his GoPro. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yep. um, yeah, the boys, <laughs> which was great. Robbo was Robbo was going off like he'd won the grand final. Uh, but yeah, it was a Sean James. What's a grand final? Apparently, it's a game that like at the end of a season. He's a massive Collingwood fan, so he <laughs> should know. He should. He, he won a grand final in recent years. Um, yeah. So it was uh, it was a great game. A um, couple of key stats. We we had a 52-48 possession in that game. Uh, completion rate down on previous weeks, only 76%. But we had 300 more run meters than the Raiders with mm. 1,902 to their 16-11. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. That's the offloads. So the offloads, we had 20 offloads to the Raiders, three. Um, eight line breaks to the Raiders, five. Uh, Raiders had massive kick meters. They had 684 to our 381. Um, tackles were pretty even missed tackles uh, 24 to us 32 to them and we actually had more errors 10 errors to 8 um, yeah probably slightly more possession 8 players over 100 metres which mm. was uh, RTS leading the way with his 253 unreal oh mate absolutely super game absolutely super game yep uh, FUS 199 uh, AFB 175, Kenny 167. So there's our back three in our top four meter eaters. Just shows, uh, value, just shows the work it? that they do. Yeah. And then you've got Pompey with 145, Harris 129, Jazz 128. Both halves, Cody 124 and Sean O'Sullivan 111. That, that was surprising to me. When I heard yeah. that, that Sean O'Sullivan got 100 meters. Yep. Like, yeah, it's just it's just from all the, the running meters and a bit more open, open space. Yep. Yeah. And then Egan and uh, Harris, 46 and 45 tackles. Um, absolutely sensational uh, for us. Fantastic, yeah. It, it was a good e- Egan, win. Egan's uh, coming into his own, I think. He's, he's really starting to – every game he seems to improve. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, you know, he ran a bit more that, this game as well. He did. He's still got that no-look mm. pass in him, though. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Brownie said at the beginning of the year he was Wade Egan was going to be an 80-minute hooker, and um, he's been true to his word uh, so far, except for that round one game where we lost him through um, the HIA. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, the club seems to be investing in him as well. Yeah. Like with all this talk about Brandon Smith, constant talk about Brandon Smith, the club has more or less come out and saying, no, 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 Wade Egan is our, is our long-term hooker, and that's, that's, that's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just going to see what comments there are regarding the game. Who's your man of the match, mate? That is a very easy one. My man of the match? Uh, oh, Roger. Yeah, 100% has Roger. Be, has to be. Yeah. Uh, 
what bay and row you in for Sunday's game. I haven't got tickets for this Sunday's game, mate, uh, Josh, uh, for two reasons. One being the, the Easter long weekend, I've kind of got other plans. Uh, or two, the game's 6.15 on a Sunday night. And three, the SCG, it's a shit of a place to watch footy um, and a shit of a place to get to as well. Um, so I, I will be, this will be the first game of the season I'm not going to, uh, but should probably be the only one I won't go to as well. Um, we'll be pacing around our lounge rooms. Yeah. Should the Warriors have something similar to the Viking clan? No. Mm. Uh, You think about the 18th man rule. We're going to talk about that. Um, I thought it was safe, it was to help set away Sullivan uh, in with someone alongside him. Toy. That's probably relating to the fact that Jazz started and we shifted Toru to an edge. Um, was to help out Sean O'Sullivan defensively. Um, I've got a comment here from a Raiders fan. Yeah, who? From Millie Robinson. Hi, guys. Raiders fan here. I must say I was disappointed with Ricky Stewart's comments after the match. He said that he has never been more proud of a footy team and that he was, and he was of the Raiders on the weekend. So she takes the opposite view. They had a big enough lead. Um, injuries happen. So I, I think they let one slip. Hmm. I, I like, I like that um, honesty from Millie, to be quite hmm. honest. Um, yeah, that's thank you for joining in and yeah, cheers Millie. Watching our, yeah, um, it's great to have an alternative perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in saying that, though, I, um, you must take your hat off to the Raiders. Uh, yeah, you know, those three exactly. injuries down and and then you had um, Curtis Scott, who, who broke a rib in the first half, actually, uh, and played that game uh, with a broken rib. And, you know, it became evident to the Warriors and they did direct a lot of attack towards him. Um, yeah. So, but yeah... Um, yeah, look, no, we, we absolutely acknowledge the effort and being down to 14 men and it literally came down to one play. So, yeah, very courageous from, from your Raiders there, Millie. You should still be very proud of the effort. Mm, absolutely. Um, the uh, round in review, round three in review. Thursday we had um, Penrith what play a, the Storm. What a great game to start the round, hey? Grand final rematch, didn't disappoint. Um no Cleary, no Pappenhausen. Yeah. No, good. Um, no Cleary, no Pappenhausen. Uh, kick out the, the game saver, but I, I thought it was interesting that he tried to milk for a penalty uh, first where he, he fell down in that play and lay on the ground for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, they might need me. <laughs> Lucky he did. Lucky he did it at that very second because he arrived. Second, Right yeah. on time. Yep. Um, so yeah, that kind of set the tone, didn't it, for then RTS on Saturday? But but what a great game, and and yeah, it lived up to the hype of the uh, the grand final replay, and yeah, just thoroughly enjoyed watching that one. Yep. Friday we had the um, the Dragons uh, thirty eight over Manly twelve. Um, Manly have some serious problems. They they made the Dragons look like premiership contenders. Um, yeah, they did, didn't they? It's yeah. going to be a rough old season for Manly. Yeah, and... they're, they're just struggling with depth. Mm. Um, they, they really have no depth. And and if they're putting all their eggs in the basket that when Tommy Turbo returns, then things are going to change around. I, I don't think that's the case because he's one guy and, yeah, they, they have some serious, serious depth issues at that club. Um, 
must be noted, Ben Hunt played a majority of that game with a broken leg because he's going to be out for a few weeks. Well, it's going to be massive for them, isn't it? Because he was yep. starting to play play well back to his, his running game. He started that last week against the Cowboys and obviously yeah. um, we're starting to look, look the goods again. So that's unlucky for him and for the Dragons. Yep. Uh, Rabbits 24 over the Roosters 16. Another uh, strong performance. From, it from it Rabbits, was. I mean, it? the Rabbits were leading 22-0 before the Roosters even scored a point. Um, and it looked like that the Rabbits' defensive pressure unsettled the Roosters. Yes, the Roosters lost both their halves to injury, but the Rab- that was after the Rabbits had scored the majority of their points. Um, mm. The Rabbits just really controlled the game. I think the Roosters now... Um, yeah, they... We'll, we'll talk about the Roosters in the set of six um, with their injuries and, and them moving forward. But, uh, yeah, the Rabbits proving that they're a... Um, their premiership contenders. Uh, they had half of Hollywood at that game. Um, yeah, they had the God of Thunder rode in the, on the Bifrost. Yeah, he and, did. Um, yeah, he was there with uh, Jeff Goldblum was there, wasn't he? And yep. um, Natalie Portman. And, Natalie Portman and uh, yeah. Taika Waiata. And, um, of course, um, the gladiator himself. Um, looking less gladiator and more homeless man. <laughs> Oh, they, they were saying who's what's he who's he going to play in um, the new Thor movie? And I was thinking of uh, maybe he's going to be older Fat Thor or something like that. <laughs> Bring me Thanos. Yeah, I don't know who I don't know who he's going to be. Um, and then we had. Jeez, uh, oh, this game. Yeah, we had Boys, uh, after our game. After our game. Uh, Broncos we, versus Bulldogs. Now the comment was made last week. It could have been a nil or draw. And what was the full, halftime score? Two nil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was twenty-four nil to the to the Broncos at the end of the game. Uh, it's the first time in the club's history that the Bulldogs have been kept to zero two weeks in a row um, since they've been the comp in, since, from nineteen thirty-five. Um, but yeah, two nil at, uh, at half time. Um, it was stabbing wires with forks. Oh, wasn't, of it? Stuff. Oh. wasn't it? What about that murdered try um, by the Bulldogs? Dead set, drop the ball with the line wide open. Far out. Flanagan. They're, they're, the, the thing with the Bulldogs, though, is the Bulldogs have a bit of depth. And I think once, mm. once, they, um, once they get some of their. Uh, cohesion on the field, you know, new halves, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think they'll be a lot better. Uh, it, it's weird that because they bought Kotrick and and because they bought Flanagan, people were actually saying that, oh, yeah, Bulldogs will be a top eight side this year, and that, that's just utterly ridiculous. Um, Bulldogs are a long way off the top eight side, uh, but I don't think they'll get the spoon. I'm, I'm, I'm tipping Manly to win their first spoon uh, this season. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Eels 28, Sharks 4 uh, another of those um, games where you know the poor old Sharkies um, they were hit worse with injuries than the, the Raiders were, they had what three HIAs and then Sione Katoa uh, tearing his ACL um, they had yeah. no reserves before half time, it's the first time ever that a team has never actually made any interchanges official interchanges um, and the Eels played with patience and it's, it's quite weird isn't it that they ground them um, down, yeah. Well, they did, but everyone's praising the Eels for the game they played against the the Sharks, but people are criticising us 
because and, and saying like, you know, we shouldn't have won because Canberra only had three on the bench. So like, it's just the, the warrior bashing. Much, just, uh... yeah. yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, a good win by the by the Eels. Um, just they just had to play with patience and they knew the points had come. Right, the points were going to come uh, the game in the last ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. Upset of the round, Tigers twenty four, Knights twenty. Wasn't it? Uh, up at anything get that one. Jones. One was very happy. Uh, one and I watched that one on the lounge, and um, yeah, he was uh, he was quite frustrated for a lot of that game. But um, I can imagine. Yeah, but he had a, a big smile on his face at the end of it. Um, the, the Tigers actually cost me a massive multi. Uh, I had, I had, the, I had the Knights uh, minus nine and a half. Um, as my last leg to win like 800 bucks and uh, yeah, it, it didn't do me. I will say though, I, I got a consolation prize with a, um, a same game multi of Mitch Pierce, Mitch Barnett and Tex Hoy all scoring, scoring tries. So that, that I netted 230 okay. off that one. So I was, I was lucky, but um, that Dane Laurie's a superstar of the future, isn't he? He is. He was looking, he's looking great guns, wasn't he? Yep. yep absolutely. Mitch, Mitch Pierce's 300th game, and uh, unfortunately, the Newcastle boys couldn't get up for that one. No, and they had every opportunity to win that too. Mm, they um, did. They they really did. Yeah, so disappointing for them. Good for us. And then um, to round out the round, we had the Cowboys uh, going down to the Titans, 44 to eight. Um, Poor Cowboys, Toddy Payton. Yeah. Cowboys are another team struggling. Um, their, their depth is being uh, tested. Um, I won't say they don't have adequate depth. I'm, I'll, I'll say that they're getting very, very tested. Mm. Um, Titans, on the other hand, were just far too strong. Too much. They have way too much in attack. Yeah. Like their their big their big guys, Tino and Fafita, had a bit of yeah. a field day, and I, they were just way too powerful. In regards to the Cowboys, though, I just hope they give Toddy time to build yeah. his own roster. Like um, he's come in there. Uh, I think the only player that he, he, he signed up there was Lockie Burr from us. Mm. Um, the rest of the roster was pretty much there. Mm. And he, I mean, the, you know, the Cowboys, since they made that grand final in, uh, what, 2017, they've been basket cases, you know, 2018, 2019, like an eon ago. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the man in 2017 was Michael Morgan. And yep. there's, there's word now that he's going to be possibly medically retired. And it's, yeah, I mean... You could say it's because of the post JT era, but in his JT's last season, they struggled as well, and it's kind of they did. They been a steady decline. Yeah, yeah. Toddy Payton. Look, we all know Toddy Payton has plenty of coaching ability. Anyone that, that you know watched last year knows what he can do with a squad. So, as you said, let's just hope that they have a bit of patience. And then there's there's these rumours about player unrest and and you know player revolt and that kind of thing is all just look. In my opinion, they've got to give him three years. They've mm. got to give him three years to be able to build his own roster and then they can criticise or or whatever if the results aren't coming. But but we're three weeks into a season. People are saying he's a coach under pressure and um, I don't agree with that uh, simply because, um, you know, it's not his roster. He hasn't had a chance to build his roster. That's right. So. He's literally just inherited. Yeah, he's got, so. he does. Um, yeah, so but no, a lot of love for Toddy. Absolutely a lot of love for Toddy. Yeah, uh, Ethan Turner. Hello from Brisbane, Australia. Hello. Um, hey, Brisbane. Yeah, I'm. I'm from... Brisbane too. <laughs> <laughs> um, how good does the Warriors win over the Titans look after two games? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looks good. 
Uh, what are your opinions in relation to the possible offside penalty for Melbourne last Thursday? Yeah, what that was a touch and go out? one. Yeah. I, I know the one he's talking about where Craig Bellamy blew up right at the end. Look, I, I must say that was that was very close. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't quite tell if he got a bit of uh, graze the ball or not. Look, that that that's that's a, that was a 50-50 call. I think that could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, there's a good comment here, mate. Um, just scroll up to see who it is. Zach Jury uh, says, Manly to get the spoon. Heard the NRL 360 guys talking about teams with too much invested in two or three big contract guys. Mm. Manly yep. is definitely one. Cowboys is another. Coming back to bite. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, um, I think so. Yeah, Manly have Manly have like, what, uh, nearly a third of their salary cap tied up in three players. The the Troyage boys are on the best part of a million, aren't they? Each? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got DCE. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Um, shining light for Manly was um, Josh Schuster, I think, on the weekend. I thought he had a, a great game. Looks a prospect, doesn't Normally he? Normally a 5'8". He's a big, yeah, big size and skill. Nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a great slot in when, um, not if, but when Kieran Foran actually gets injured. Uh, Come on, as mate. we all know. He's, he's going to have a good run this year, isn't he? Uh, set of six, our set of six for this week. Everyone, Here we go. Yeah, go. Looking forward uh, to this one. Yeah, join in the discussion. Um, just so that you guys are aware, Rob and I live to each other on Zoom are actually about 20 seconds ahead of you guys on Facebook. So that's why there's kind of a delay when we respond to your stuff on screen. So just bear with us. Uh, if we move on from a, a topic and you've, you're commenting, we will come back to the comment. Um, yeah, we appreciate all, all the uh, all you guys joining in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so first, uh, the ARL Commission has approved the introduction of the 18th man to be used. Uh, should teams suffer three players being lost via HIA in any one game, and the 18th man must be an emerging player. This is this um, is a bit of a this is a bit of a strange one for me. So yep. I, was, I watched the I watched NRL 360 last week when they were talking about this, and they were saying that. The sh- it was only the Sharks game where that could have actually come into play, so it didn't Correct. count. Didn't count the Raiders game because they you had to have had was it three HIAs? Three HIAs. Yeah. So so what? And they're saying why a development player? And it's kind of like what's the what's the purpose of that? And what happens if it happens in the first five minutes of a game and you got a young bloke who has to come in and you know he's not quite ready and. But I think the comment was it has to be still has to be someone in their their top thirty and it, they're almost talking about it like it gives them a bit of exposure into the team and in a position that they're unlikely to actually be used. It can't be the same player every week yeah, either. It has to You've be got to rotate it because yeah. otherwise you've got a guy sitting there not playing any footy all year. But it's um, it's one of those things that's maybe going to happen once a season. Yeah, well, I mean, going back through it, it would have happened. The Cronulla game would have been the first time ever it would have been used. First time ever. Well, there you go. Ever. Yeah. Um, Jay Harris has just joined us. Kia ora, Jay. Uh, hey, Jay. Hope, hope the operation went well last Friday, bro. Hope you're re, uh, recovering. He's, he's had yeah, a... Rest, rest up, mate. Yeah, yeah, rest up, mate. Um, let us take your mind off everything uh, painful. Um, Christian, I reckon the 18th man rule is a good move. Uh, uh, it's, I, it's neither here nor there, I, th- I guess. It's, I don't um, think it's going to be used. I, 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 I seriously don't think it's going to be used. Um, it's just going to be a formality. It's going to be like so-and-so, yeah. 18th man. 
And they're literally just going to sit there on the bench, have to be in full kit and everything ready to go just in case. But yeah. once in a blue moon type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, okay. Um, Nicholas McKercher says, BMM is fast becoming my favourite player. He has excellent feet and hands for a big man. His passing play and second phase play is really uh, nice to watch. Yeah, it is. Um, which sure is what is. he was bought for, bro. Exactly what uh, we need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for, for me that, I mean, you know, the, it's kind of like a rushed decision by the ARL commission based on one game where one team was disadvantaged. Uh, yeah, a bit of an e-jerk reaction. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Um, so so if 18th man is once in a blue moon, why have it? Yeah, well, that's our question too. I, I, don't, I don't understand the need. I mean, you can go back through all the NRL games since we've had HIA uh, protocols in place. And I don't think we've had a team apart from the Sharks on the weekend that had lost three players to HIA in one game. And Canberra came close with, with two from that head knock. Um, so, yeah. So a bit, a bit of a reaction from the, yeah. from the NRL, but yeah. yeah. I suppose now it's a formality, a box they have <laughs> to tick every round. So. It's interesting to hear a lot of the coaches when they were asked, uh, Brownie, uh, Michael Maguire, uh, Wayne Bennett, that were quite happy to have the rule stay as it is, um, mm. saying that, you know, fatigue and, and um, you know, the attrition of the game and that was part of the game. Um, but, you know, it's in now uh, and we'll wait and see when it actually will get used. Um, mm. we'll, we'll keep counting the weeks. Uh, who knows? What's this week, you know, Probably happened to could us happen this week, this week yeah. with two games. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the second point in our set of six reports the NRL are considering stripping Jared Hayne of his Dalian medals. Surely this isn't true. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we spoke about his fall from grace last week and kind of thing, but he achieved those medals as a player on the field. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like, where does it stop? Yeah, like what, what? What else do you want to? Do you want to completely? I mean, well, I'm not by no means offending the guy. I've never been a big, big fan of Jared Hayne, but I mean, yeah, it seems a bit. As you said, where does it stop? It seems ridiculous. Like, do you take away any, um, you know, state of origin man of the match awards that he won, or you know, like where where does it stop? It's overturn just... overturn every win he was involved in on the field. Like yeah. the stuff was done prior to him uh sorry those awards were won prior to him doing anything outside of the law um so it it shouldn't even be a discussion as as a player on the field he's gonna he's gonna receive his punishment you know yep yeah he is let him keep his medals um the big point this week uh today she did um it's a i mean it's to me it's I mean, we're, we're talking about it here because it's in, it's in the news, but to me, it's it's not really news. Like, if he wasn't Jared Hayne, would anyone know about this story? I mean, there's how many how many guys out there have, uh, you know, abused women or sexually uh, uh, abused women uh, and, and, and are going to court, and we don't hear anything about it. Uh, I know he's a public figure, but it's, um, yeah, I think now that the court case is done, it should be just laid to rest. I don't know why we have to keep you know, dredging up all this stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, weird. Um, yes, the big point. 
The big point. Yep. Jason Tamalolo has come out and wants to play State of Origin. And now Viliami Kiku has come out and said the same thing, uh, re New South Wales. Should players who have represented other nations be able to play Origin? And Mal Meninga has already come out and is opposed to this idea. What are your thoughts, mate? Absolutely not. There is no way that Jason Taumalolo should be allowed to play State of Origin. He was approached by Mal Meninga back in about 2012, I think, and he rejected him and he said he wanted to play for New Zealand at the time, which he did. He played, he played for New Zealand. So he's already ineligible. He's played for a tier yep. one nation. So if you play for any tier one nation, uh, so what does that include? New Zealand, England, Great Britain, any, any of those nation, Papua, yep. New, Papua New Guinea? No, they might, they might be tier two. No, they're still uh, tier two. It's tier two. Well, that automatically makes you ineligible for a state of origin. State of origin is for players from New South Wales and Queensland. And as everyone has been saying, it was traditionally a trial for the Australian team. So all of a sudden, these guys come out who can find a way to qualify for either state and come out and say, well, yep. I want to play. And I suppose the 30 grand match payment might have a little something to do with it as well. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Jason Talmalolo is not from Queensland. He's not a Queenslander. And I do not believe that he should be able to just, I do not believe we should be bending the rules at all to, to allow him to play just because he wants to. Look, a lot of people want to play State of Origin. It doesn't mean that you're, you have the right to play State of Origin. Um, Kikau, obviously, you're jumping on there as well. Well, if he's allowed to, then I want to as well. Um, like, it's, to me, personally, for me, it would cheapen State of Origin, and I would lose a lot of interest in it, I, I must say. Like, I would have a hard time. It was, it was bad enough when we had James Tamu getting in there and Ben Teo and these guys kind of switching their allegiance, but that was, that was before they had even played I'm for New Zealand. Michael Hunt. Yeah, Carl Michael Hunt, these kind of guys saying, oh, well, look, I I want to play for Queensland. I know Tony Carroll did it, but I believe there was a loophole there because that was a World Cup There was because he only represented New Zealand in a World Cup. Yeah, not Um, official test. And the World Cups, yeah, World Cups were not, back then they weren't listed as official tests and then he switched. And Um, can I also say, Buzz Rothfield has been really like, dragging this one out and saying, well, what about Fafida? What about Daniel Tupo? These guys have played for Tonga, okay? They, they have played for Tonga, which is a tier two nation. So they are able to play for, at this stage, the rules are they can play for a tier two nation. You can play for Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, PNG, any of these nations, Lebanon, and you can also play State of Origin because those nations are tier two. But as soon as you play for New Zealand, like Jason Tomalolo has, you are instantly ineligible to play State of Origin. Yeah, I um, mate, I agree with you. I I uh, I don't think, for me, growing up, State of Origin was always New South Wales versus Queensland. It's where you played your first footy. It's where your uh, yeah. allegiance was. And and these guys. And yes, I know people say yeah, but Tamalolo was here as a youngster and he he played you know in the Queensland comp. That's right, he did. But then he pledged his allegiance to New Zealand and he played for the Kiwis and now Tonga. Exactly. Um, I'm not a big fan of the tier two nation guys playing origin either. Um, I'm not either. But it's, it's, it's happening at the moment. Uh, You know, and I can live with that, but I'm not a fan of it. Uh, Mm. I think if you pledge your allegiance to a country, that's it. And the only guys that can play origin, you play one test and that's you for life. Yep. Yep. And, and, And once 
the guys who play Origin uh, are the guys who are committing themselves to being picked for Australia, mm. uh, and and that's it. If you if you start picking like guys like Tamalolo and Kikau and whoever that's else, nice you know, Sunny back in the day. Yeah, Sonny yep. Bill and Sam Burgess back in the day, they Sam wanted Burgess. to get these guys in there. Yeah. You start bringing those guys in and all of a sudden Origin stops becoming State of Origin and it's just another all-star game. That's it. With, you said it, an all-star game. Yeah, with no pride in the jersey in that. Um, so I I believe, like my personal opinion is that um, it's always been you pledge your allegiance to Australia, so therefore you're eligible to play for uh, a State of Origin for either New South Wales or Queensland. You pledge your, your allegiance to another country and you don't do that. And that... That form that they all sign has been around since I was playing grade footy. So mm. when I came into grade as a 16-year-old in 1986, I had to fill out – you fill out all your particulars and that, and that gets logged with – back then it was New South Wales Rugby League or the Australian Rugby League. And you have to nominate um, your country of preference and if it's Australia, your state of origin, blah, blah, blah. And I nominated New Zealand as my country of preference to represent, and that was it. It was done. So mm. I would – I would never have been considered if I played first grade for state of origin because my allegiance was pledged to New Zealand. Um, so that that's been around since you know I'm yes, 52 now and thing. I was playing when I was 16. No, no, it's not. Um, and they had the they had that rule change again. I think it was after after Tal, after the Tamo debacle, saying that you had to have lived in Queensland or New South Wales before was it before your 13th birthday. And they're saying that, well, they're, they're still making the argument, well, Talmalolo has been in Queensland since he was 12. But at the same time, like, it's yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just not state of origin. Like someone mentioned, he's taking the spot of, of another young Queenslander or say, or Kikau will be taking another spot for another young New South Wales born and raised player come through the system. Tell me it's not, tell me it's not money driven. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, there's no 30, yeah, there's, there's no way that yeah 30, 30 grand yeah yeah it's um Zach Jerry said we have three showpiece events all star preseason origin mid season international end of season keep origin as is and cut this tier one and tier two thing out I don't know what what classifies tier one and tier two because Tonga uh, with the ability on the field are, are clearly a tier one nation, but they're classed as tier two. And I don't know if that's because of grassroots and money in, in their development systems and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. To do with, that. with the yeah. board and the administration and everything sort of behind that. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Origin would be like team Teddy and team Munster, what they do in the NBA, but this will stuff the state of origin right up. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it, it, it would it would ruin it. As I said before, I would lose. I would really lose a lot of interest in state of origin if they allow like this all star player to come in. So they say, so they yeah. allow Talmalolo to come in for Queensland, they kick out to come in for Blues, like a like a wild card plus. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, no, yeah. I um kills the international no game. Me. I mean, it's it's it, everyone to their own opinions, but yeah, that's um, right. this is their opinion. Myself, yeah. it's yeah, it's a no. I hope they don't change the rules um, and just le they leave it as it is. Uh, I've, I've always been a big believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, right. Great product, state of origin. So yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, they're, they're talking about oh yeah, but you know, it's lost money in the last couple of years. Well, last year they couldn't have crowds. Mm. You know, it was it was restricted crowds at the Origin. Um, so you know, I mean, 
let it get back to where it is, where it was, you know, uh, as a midweek spectacle, mid-season uh, with crowds and, and we'll see how we're going. Uh, Greg Inglis has, has come up again, yeah. Yeah. There's not much defence for, for the Greg English thing, but at least he's Australian, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, point four, with injuries to both Kiri and Lamb, uh, both starting halves for the Roosters, and un- ongoing HIA issues with uh, Jake Friend and, and Boyd Cordner, um, do you put a line through the Roosters now with the likes of inexperienced halves Walker and Hutchison and Verrills and Lussick leading them forward? And now it's been announced today that Verrills is still not back this week. Um, so there's been another... Positional change where Hutchinson has gone to hooker Joey Manu into 5'8". So um, when, when I say put a line through them, I mean as premiership contenders? Um, I, I, I would have to say yes. I don't, I don't believe that I would put a line through them. I mean, I, I don't believe that they could win the premiership without, with a couple of rookie halves. I don't either. Um, I know... Teams have done it in the past. I know Melbourne got all the way to a grand final in um, 2019 without a halfback. They kept switching uh, but, their halves, didn't they? Yeah, they. they. Yeah. Broncos in 2006. Shane Shane Perry, yeah. I think, played halfback against. You look Darren at the Lockout. you look at the players that they had around them. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, yes, that that Roosters backline is potent with um, you know Morris Morris Tedesco Manu Tupu. Um, I, th- I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree with well, Pat. Uh, yeah, I think they'll still make the top eight. I think they'll still be in the top eight. Oh yeah, I reckon they'll win the. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be in the eight. Yeah, Most they'll be in the eight. But I, I don't think that they can win the premiership. No, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Do you put a line through them as a premiership contender now? And uh, I would say yes. Um, I would also say yes. Yeah, I just I just think it's too much pressure on on two rookie halves, a rookie hooker. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's. I, I just their, their depth is going to be tested. Let's put it that way. And I, I hate that it's us that have to play them this week. I know, um, I know. I was just thinking that, like, here we go. They're going to be under yeah. pressure, and this bloke will come out and have a dream debut. Or Ben Ben Walker's young fella, uh, Sam Walker, there, come out and carve us up, and we'll be like. It'll uh, be like. Remember when Luai? Play. Remember when Luai made yes. his Oh, how could I forget? We, we always get bad luck. Like we played Melbourne right after they got stripped of all those, their points that year. Remember they yeah, came mate. out and destroyed us. Yep. Um, um, one that's very close to you, mate. COVID restrictions and lockdowns now in Queensland. Um, absolutely. Forced. Last week it forced the Warriors to withdraw all their players from the Redcliffe Dolphins. Um, the Broncos have now been relocated to Sydney until after their round five game against South. Uh, although they are playing Melbourne in Melbourne this weekend. Mm. And now they've moved two games to Nextra Jubilee Stadium. They've moved the Sharks first. Um, who are the Sharks playing? Uh, Sharks, Cowboys? Sharks, Cowboys, Titans, Raiders. So yep. Ra- Raiders yeah. was, was meant to be at Seabus on the Gold Coast and it's been yep. moved down to, down to Cogrove. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Mark yeah, well, we find out we find out tomorrow morning at nine a.m. for all my Queenslanders out there whether the lockdown is going to continue or we are finishing as it was proposed at five p.m. tomorrow afternoon. So fingers crossed. So I'm hoping to duck down your way again in a few weeks. So yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. For, an, for another game. Um, yep. 
Yeah, my, my youngest daughter was uh, went up there to visit my oldest daughter for the uh, Easter weekend. She flew up Monday and um, yeah, flew back today uh, just to get mm-hmm. here, just in case stuff happens. So uh, I don't know if it's coincidental that it's right before school holidays again, just like it was at Christmas. Yes. Uh, I'm that a conspiracy theorist. So, yep, you know, yep. Who knows? But um, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's now forced uh, the NRL to put um, level two protocols in place for all NRL players too, mm. which basically means face masks on, uh, can't use public transport, have to social distance. Although in saying that, there was a picture of the South boys at the uh, Tim Zoo fight tonight. Um, doesn't look like they're social distancing, but you know, uh, we'll see. Will Kane play top grade? Yeah, he will. Absolutely, he will. Uh, and our last point in the set of six um, was just one I wanted to throw in just for a general discussion. With with the 17th NRL franchise uh, pretty imminent now, uh, talking about 2023 or something like that, uh, and looking at teams in the NRL now, is there really enough talent to warrant 17 or 18 teams or will the 17th team... Uh, only broaden that divide between the good clubs and the struggling clubs. Um, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair my, point to raise. Yeah, I, I think with uh, so many teams emerging this year that are, that are kind of struggling, there's probably about five five teams that have, that have um, you know not started the year so well. And as we've said, a lot of teams yep. are having their depth tested as it is. So it's, yep. it's, it's a valid point because another adding another franchise to the NRL is only going to stretch that further. And you've got to wonder where they're going to, where they're going to get their players from, source their talent. And, that, that, and, that, and that's the thing. It's the, it's the talent pool. Mm. You know? um, there's, there's some really good players running around in um, like the reserve grade competitions. Mm. But that doesn't make them quality first grade players. You know? no, that's um, it. There's some guys that that on skill and ability are always just going to be, you know, good for uh, good reserve grade players. Uh, and there's a couple of these guys that get put fringe into first, first grade. graders. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're fringe first graders. They play a couple of games and then they're lost to the game. Um, mm. I, I think back to, I think it was 1998 when we had the 20 team comp mm. and the divide between the good and the bad teams in that comp, like you had the, the Cowboys were awful. The Hunter Mariners were awful. Um, Adelaide, Adelaide Rams. Rams. Shocking. Gold Coast uh, Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> the Western Suburb Magpies were dying oh, at that stage. Yeah. Balmain weren't particularly strong yep. either. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and there was a massive divide between the good teams and the bad teams. And, and they talk about it quite a bit on NRL 360 as well. It's, um, you know, I mean, everyone has the same salary cap, but, you know, for... For me as a player, if if Canterbury want to sign me, they're going to have to sign me on massive overs to get me there. Whereas I'll go to the Roosters and or Melbourne for way less money than I would get somewhere else for the yeah, opportunity the to play in those mm. in those systems. Um, Especially a player towards the end of their career, like they they use the example of the Morris boys, you know, taking a lot less money to stay at the Roosters to give themselves a shot of you know winning another premiership. Mark Roberts makes a good point. There's so many that have chased the money in Super League. It will be a good way to bring them back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did think of that. They could import. They could import a few guys from the Super League. Give them. Give their new franchise a little bit more of an allowance. In the, the Super League. I, I, I watched round. I watched round one of the Super League. Um, 
and it is still so far behind the NRL in terms of speed of the game and what have you. And and you know, you know the Super League's a little bit behind when I can't remember what game it was, but they were talking about their big um, season signing, Brendan Elliott, and you know, <laughs> nothing yeah. against Brendan Elliott. He played first grade, but. I wouldn't call him a, a big season signing. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at some of the guys that have gone over there and won the Man of Steel award, and you're like, yeah, you know, they were kind of fringe first graders over here. But anyway. Okay, Zach Jury, what's he saying here? Hang on. Where is he? The 17th team to grow the talent um, pool has to be sourced from rugby union. Can't think short-term. The divide will happen, but strategically, it could be good long-term. I want to see the Wellington Orcas, but don't ask me to choose between them and the Warriors. Really? Really? Wow. Okay. See, for me, if a second New Zealand team came in, I would still be Warriors, 100%. Day one Warrior. Same here. Yeah. I'd have a soft spot for the Orcas. I would hope that they, they beat everybody else but the Warriors, but I would still be a staunch Warriors supporter. Um, I mean, obviously, as we said last week, revert back to Auckland, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining in that discussion. Yeah. Um, Cheers, guys. Great great chat there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Round four, mate. Uh, This weekend, uh, we take on a depleted, injury-ravaged Roosters side. Um, As as we said just before, we can't take that for granted, can we? No. No, only one change to the to the game day seventeen uh, through injury, which is Petahiku is obviously out with a torn MCL, and Marcelo Montoya to make his debut and become Warrior two fifty six, uh, playing in the centres. You called this one early. I you did said that it was going to be uh, Montoya. I did. I I was kind of hoping that Paul Turner might slot in there. Um, I know he's. People think of him as a half, but I think he's predominantly he was more of a centre fullback in the. Well, when he when he debuted for us, he played centre, didn't he? Yep, he did. So I was, I, I guess maybe they just had a few concerns about him, maybe defensively, uh, only having the one first grade game under his belt. But uh, you know, Marcelo Montoya's uh, reasonably experienced, had a few seasons in Canterbury, so we'll see. We won't we won't jump on his back too early, just like Sean O'Sullivan. We, we of course we're gonna. No, Brownie's, we goes. Wish Brownie's well. been very um, vocal in his support of Marcelo Montoya mm. uh, throughout the preseason. Um, both him and Rocco Berry were, were training in the centres. Um, and, I mean, he gets his opportunity. I hope he takes it with both hands and, mm. um, and really has a, a, a good game for us out there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to pass judgment on the man yet. I'll, I'll let no, him, that's right. We'll you know, give him, let him, we'll give him, let him play. Run, yeah. Let him play his game. Um, you know, uh, he, he's played centre for the Bulldogs before. Uh, he's, he's been reliable um, mm. for the Bulldogs. He scored some tries for them. So, yeah, hopefully in our uh, in our squad, um, he, uh, he his strengths can be utilised. We have a good chance against the Roosters this Sunday night, but can't take them lightly despite the injuries they have. Yeah, absolutely Christian, not. yep, yeah. absolutely. We'll have, um, be, we'll have to play well to win this one, no doubt about it. They've still got a quality side outside of the halves. I mean, you look at their back line and, you know, still got a very good forward pack. So yeah, they do. That we can, we can take this as a given. Yeah. They've moved um, Brett Morris into the centers. Uh, Matt Ikevalu comes onto the, into the, onto the wing for him. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that shifts Joey Manu to 5'8". Uh, the, the big, I think the battle that everyone's looking forward to seeing is the RTS versus James Tedesco battle at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both big run meters, but d- both two completely different styles of play. Uh, so that'll be good. I think um, Tedesco relies on the fact for the Roosters to have some some good ball um, in good field position for him to become really effective. Uh, whereas Roger works well from from our own half and from the back of the field and, and leads by example. So um, if we if we can starve the Roosters of some good possession, uh, I think we're in with a great chance. I think the probably the the two key points will be uh, rookie. Rookie half, rookie hooker, um, now that Hutchison's moved into the hooking role, uh, will be to try and get some of our big bodies boys isolating them in defence. So, like, tire, you know, an Eli Cartel on, on an edge. Make them do yep. a lot of tackling and, and reduce their options in attack. So, put a bit of yeah, pressure on them. and that's the thing. Our, well. our, our speed off the line, put mm. pressure on them, especially around their kicking game. Yeah. Just to take away their, their time in uh, for thoughts and, and actions. Um so purely objectively speaking, which was a better finish to a match? Warriors, Canberra or Melbourne, Penrith? Hmm. Don't know. So that's a tough one. I'll say us because we got the two points. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, two key things, I think. Uh, last year, we saw Hetherington get under the skin of uh, JWH. Didn't we? Uh, Didn't we? And I'm yeah. sure... I'm sure. AFB. Yep. I'm sure Jazz and um, and AFB uh, and those types of guys will will work him over when he comes on the field. It's interesting that he comes off the bench now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm sure they'll be up for that challenge. Uh, and again, I'd like to see us use our second phase play to work the Roosters' defence around, um, similar to what we did last week. Yeah, yeah, more more of the same. And yeah, second, as you said, second phase play, get that offload happening. Smart offloads, not crazy offloads, controlled, controlled flair. Yes, yes. Um, people have been discussing uh, Fuss in defense. Mm. Um, yeah, he has a tendency to come off his wing in defense, um, which does leave him, that's that right edge exposed. Uh, and he certainly won't want to do that because that's, is that Tupu's wing? Or yeah. is it Robbie Ikevalu? It is, it's Tupu's wing. Tupu, yeah. So, That'd be a good uh, aerial battle as well. Both those guys great in the air. So you can imagine there'll be a lot of crossfield kicks. I've noticed that the Roosters really haven't targeted him much this year. I mean, it's only three games, I know, but he really hasn't had many opportunities. Not like they've been going to the other side with mm. with uh, Bmos. Um, well, that's and that's that's why having two young rookie halves there is even more crucial for them. If you can limit their time to get yep. a decent kick away, then that can take that completely out of the op, completely remove that as an option. I mean, you yeah. you got Kiri, you can land the ball on a dime, and how many times have you seen the crossfield kick to Tupo that that play and then Kronk before him? Um, that was like one of their go-to. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, if, if as as we said before, the line speed becomes crucial. Limit the, the like we got an eighteen-year-old guy um, making his first grade debut at halfback. So yeah, so that that's key for me. Mm. Yep, absolutely, I agree. Um, looking forward to see 
Cody and, and Sean O'Sullivan continue their running game too. Mm. Uh, they were very good for us on the weekend. Pe- a lot of people have been uh, critical of Sean O'Sullivan's defence. Um, but you watch any game of footy and any, any halfback that has a big second row running at him, uh, he's always going to struggle. It's just part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Fafita did it against the Cowboys the other night. Um, you know, Kickout does it every time he plays. So uh, I, it just means that the guys around him have to work um, to help him get his man on the ground. That's basically mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, yeah. For me, anyway. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. What, um, yeah. what, what are you predicting, mate? What kind of scoreline? Uh, I think I think we'll win this one. I'm going to go Warriors by eight. I think it'll be fairly tight. Um, I think we might just get away with it at the end there. Yep, I think so too. I think it's um, going to be a Warriors win. Uh, and I'll say, yeah, one to 12 on in a margin. Mm. Margin bet one to 12. Please uh, not another. Please not another. <laughs> No. We know well, it's again, be. it's going to be. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, the remaining games in that round, uh, BMM and Nicarima combination has been building nicely. You think there's an opportunity with the makeup of the Roosters' edge this week? Yeah, I think there's a massive opportunity. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Eyes might and start lighting up. I'm saying I'd like to see um, Sean O'Sullivan get some good early ball to Eli Katoa. Mm. Um, realize him is. A great line runner, a great hole runner. Um, I'd like to see him uh, get a bit more opportunity with the ball. Um, so round four Thursday, we've got Manly versus Penrith. Um, Dylan Edwards out. Stephen Crichton moves to fullback. Matt Burton into the centres. Manly, surprisingly, no changes. Probably because um, they don't have anyone else to bring in. Yeah, interesting. Um, Manly have lost 11 of their last 12 games. I think their last win was against the Broncos, was it, last year? Uh, Bulldogs last year, I Or think. Cowboys? Yeah. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Bulldogs, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I'm going to go Penrith um, by 20. Yeah, I've got Penrith 13 plus in a multi. Um, so, yeah, I, I just can't see Manly um, scoring points. Or containing uh, and, and stopping... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and stopping the Panthers, especially with Nathan Cleary back. Um, uh, incidentally, how big a boot does that Burton has? He's going to be a big, good signing for the Bulldogs when he gets there. If they finally, if they finally release him, and yeah, when he gets there, yeah. Yeah, well, I think I don't think they'll release him this year. I think he's there nah. next year. Speaking, uh, speaking, of the Bulldogs, speaking of the dogs, yep. yeah, um, it doesn't get any easier for them. They come up against the Rabbits on Good Friday. Um, the Trent Barrett's dropped Jake Averillo to the extended bench. Uh, Lachlan Lewis comes in into the halves. JMK's out. Sione Katoa, that's uh, slow hooker Sione Katoa, not fast uh, winger Sione Katoa um, to start. Uh, and a young multi all-star Jackson Topine to make his debut off the bench. He's been given special uh, qualification, I guess you'd call it, from the NRL because he was a okay. development player. Bulldogs are down to 21 players now. Um, yeah, fit, 21 fit players. So uh, they needed to get special permission to play him. Um, South, no changes as expected. And uh, for me, South, 13 plus. Yeah, I'm going to go South by 26. <laughs> uh, yes. Incidentally, um, talking of uh, that Sione Katoa, there's a, a kid that's playing on the wing called Tui, um, Tui Palotta Katoa. And he is actually the younger brother of Sione Katoa from the Sharks. Oh, 
Um, okay. Yeah, big, big, tall winger, good, uh, good kid. Used to watch him play juniors a fair bit. Uh, does have some talent. Yeah, nice um, and then the, the second Friday game is Storm versus Broncos. Um, I think the Broncos are going to come crashing back down to earth with yes. a massive thud. Uh, Pappenhausen back for the Storm. Matt Lodge and Payne Haas uh, back for the Broncos. And I think Storm 13 plus. Yeah, I'll go Storm by 18. Yeah. Uh, they were going to swap Napa for him. Yeah, they were, but um, the Penrith didn't want Napa. Uh, so that kind of fell that. through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, the two games have been relocated to next Jubilee Stadium. We've got the first game at 5.15 is the Sharks versus the Cowboys. Um, Siona Katoa out with injury. Marwin Hirodi comes onto the wing for him. <clears throat> Andrew Fafita named only on the extended bench and probably won't play. Hmm. Um, Todd Payton wielded the axe somewhat. He's, he's dropped. Probably uh, as Jake, much as he could. Yeah. yeah, Jake Clifford's been dropped. Ben Hampton's named at half for the Cowboys. Uh, incidentally, all seven games that Hampton's been named at halfback, he's never won. Um, Essan Masters has been dropped. Connolly Lamelu has been named at the centre. And uh, Cotter and Dunn also not named. I don't know if that's because of injury or suspension. Uh, I'm going to pick the Sharks 1-12 to 12 here, mate. It's Yeah, it's very hard to pick the Cowboys after watching them last week. Jeez, they looked uh, a, bit, a bit ordinary. Yeah, I'm going to go Sharks. Sharks are the close one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be a lot closer than people think, but yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they, they can't, they Cowboys couldn't play that badly again, so. No. Yeah. Um, Titans versus Raiders. I'm looking forward is to this, this one. I think this is going to be a good this, game. For me, this is the game of the round, I think. Mm. Um, no changes to the Titans, as you'd expect. Um, Sebastian Chris has been named in the centres for the injured Curtis Scott. Hudson Young back in the team for the injured Joe Tarpanay. I originally picked the Raiders 1-12, to 12, but I've now since changed and I'm going the Titans 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go the Titans as well. Yeah, yep. I, I think Titans, Titans by six. I think this will be a great game. I think there'll be a few tries scored. Um, yep. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking about, you know, the ordeal that the Raiders went through last week and how much of a toll that that might have taken on on their guys. Uh, yep. Uh, but having said that, they're still a very good side. The Raiders still got a lot of points in them. Big forward pack and up against another big forward pack. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'm excited to watch this one. But, yeah, I think, I think Titans are Titans in a close one. Yeah. Um, just watching them in the like the last two weeks of the Titans, and I know they're... Warming to their I know past, they're, yeah. uh, their opposition's been questionable, but you can mm. only play the team that's in front of you. And I've just been really impressed with how David Fafita's come on Yes, uh, in the last two weeks. Um, I've, I'm, I'm a fan of Jamal Fogarty. I, I think he's a, a wonderful halfback. And AJ Brimson at fullback um, is just he's that, that X-factor player. He? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And Peachy. Um, Peachy. And of course, Peachy. And of course uh, Anthony Don in his board shorts out on the wing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his billabong board shorts. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then uh, the first game on Sunday is the Knights and the Dragons. Um, Blake Green named on the bench to return from injury for the Knights. Remember him, uh, Blake Green, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Braden Villiami named in the centres for the suspended Jack Bird. Adam Clune replaces Ben Hunter at halfback. 
I'm going to go the Knights 1-12. to I expect the Knights to bounce back after that shock loss to the uh, Tigers last week. Um, although so. in saying that, they have a really bad habit of dropping games against bottom eight sides that they should really win. I sure do, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I think... I just think that uh, Ben Hunt being out is going to be a massive loss for the Dragons. Yeah, yep. I'm going to go Knights in a close one as well. Knights, Knights yeah. by four. Um, I, I'm, I do find I'm, I am a massive fan of Zach Lomax. I think uh, mm, him in the centres for the Dragons, he can play, and I mean he can. The he he's very good under the high ball. Uh, mm, he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Hunt was playing with a broken leg for 71 minutes. I know. How good was he? Ouch, um, ouch. Bradman yeah. Best is not back. Um, he's still out. Yeah, I did note uh, that he was out, and that's a big loss. He single-handedly won that game for them against us, didn't he? So, Correct. Yeah, he's, he's the, the big difference X, in that game. The X factor, um, yeah. No, they've still got, they've still got uh, Shibasaki and... Uh, who had a shocker on the weekend in the yes. centres and uh, Anari Tuala yeah. mm-hmm. playing in the in the centres. So no, Bradman Best still out and goal kicking back rower uh, Mitch Barnett is under an injury cloud as well. With yeah. a he came back to earth strike. with his goal kicking against the uh, Tigers, didn't he? He was slotting them. Didn't from he what? The... He's looking like Matthew Ridge, Daryl Halligan against us, and then he turned yeah, into uh, turned into Johnny Simon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh and then of course uh, the second Sunday game is Roosters versus Warriors. Um as we said, Hiku out, Montoya in for the centers. Uh Roosters with a host of changes. Um I'm picking us by one to twelve, uh, but we'll be a lot closer than people think. Although all the experts still have the Roosters as favorites for this game. So Yeah. Would you expect anything else? No, we don't expect anything less. So we'll just see. Yeah, and then and then we've got um, a Easter Monday uh, game, don't we? The the traditional, well, usually the traditional clash between the Tigers. So once Tigers and the Eels. Yep. I I'm actually thinking that this is going to be a bit closer than a lot of people think. Yeah, I, I do too. There's. There's no changes to that Tigers team that beat the Knights. Um, so Madge Maguire showing faith in the team that did the job on the weekend. Mm. Madison back for the Eels, pushing um, the, the super sub Isaiah Papali'i back to the bench. Uh, but I, I've picked the Eels 1-12, to but it would not surprise me to see the Tigers get up in this one. Um, yeah, I, I... Something funny, something about this game... Um, Usually is usually is a fairly close game. I know it was 50, 50 nil one year or something, fifty points to six. But other than that, they they've been fairly close affairs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I, I still I, I I think the Eels Eels by ten. Interestingly, uh, tried to get online to get tickets for this today, and it's sold out. Well, there you go. Yeah. The Tigers fans, they're back. That's that's <laughs> ANZ Stadium. That, that's like seating capacity of 80,000 people. And it's sold out. There's no more tickets that available. Right? That's unreal. So I don't know if it's like some COVID restrictions. because Maybe I they've that dropped it back to 50% capacity or something then. Maybe with the amount of people that's going to be in the area because the mm-hmm. Sydney Royal Easter Show starts tomorrow, I think. Yep. Um, 
So, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, there used to be a deal with the Monday game where if you bought a show ticket, you'd get a ticket to the footy. So that could be part of that yeah, um, okay. thing okay, as well. That, that could account for it, yeah. But, yeah, 80, I was going to say 80,000 80, people there for a Monday afternoon game. Yeah, well, they're crazy Tigers and Eels supporters. You never know. Um, yeah, so, so that's, the, that's the round wrap-up uh, for this week. Um, Warriors news, mate. The only two bits of news, I guess, is Patahiku out for about four weeks with that MCL injury. No luck with their centres. Um, yeah, you and Aitken out for about ten weeks. Now Petahiku out for four weeks. So that's first, both of our first choice centres on the sideline. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely a big loss. Um, although Piku hasn't, you know, exactly set the world on fire in the first few games. He's been solid enough. Um, and, he's been and solid. Always, I, I, so... He's a very good defensive centre, and he's a mm. very good centre for setting up his outside man. I know he hasn't exactly, done that yeah. yet this year. He hasn't had the opportunity to, but. Um, I think defensively we're going to miss him um, mm. this week. Uh, but in saying that, you know, take nothing away from Marcelo Montoya. He gets his opportunity, uh, becomes Warrior 256, and and Goes we out, welcome him to our button. Warrior Fano. Yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, and the other other bit of news was is the Reese Walsh saga, uh, where Hayes Perrin's mm. yeah Hayes Perham's name's been linked as a possible player swap option for Reese Walsh. But I haven't heard any more on that. I, from so, what I heard, uh, Kevin Walters has knocked it back. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. Um, not not particularly interested. Although you can you can understand the Broncos were like, well, he's not going to be here at the club next year. Then why would we give him? Why would we kind of blood him in the team and give him game time at the expense of others? So you never know. Something could interestingly happen. enough. Once he signed with the Warriors, I started following him on um, on Instagram. Yep. And he's actually with the Broncos squad now. So he didn't play last week for the North Devils when they played Redcliffe. Uh, mm. And I looked at that and then saw that there was no Warriors players and thought that was a bit odd. But he's in. He's actually in the travelling squad with the Broncos at the moment um, in Sydney. Okay. So... Which I think is weird because I thought he was a development player and they couldn't play him until after round ten anyway. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's what I thought too. Know, yeah, I don't know why if he signed with us for three years they're investing the time in him, but you know, each to their own. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Smith, when is Kane Evans getting a run? Great question. He was on the extended bench last week, uh, and then was dropped off uh, an hour before game time, and he's on the extended bench again this week. Um, Full strength. I... It's hard to see him breaking into the team. So there may be he may get his opportunity with an injury or two. Um, injury or suspension, yeah, something suspension, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he he doesn't have a lot of uh, meters in his legs at the moment. So he, he had a really uh, interrupted uh, preseason. So when we were at the Titans game round one, Rob and I mm. actually ran into Carl, Ev- uh, Carl Kane Evans and Carl. had a good chat with him. Um, and he did say that he he didn't have a very good preseason. He, he came into camp under uh, injury. Uh, he did play round one uh, up in Redcliffe for the Redcliffe Dolphins, mm. uh, and then has since been back with the Warriors in the, the extended squad. So um, yeah, I, I dare say they're not going to rush him. 
because uh, he hasn't had much of a preseason. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he'll get his chance soon enough. How is Pompey kicking out on the full? He did it once and almost did it again, but got lucky it just bounced in. Yeah, that first kickoff we thought was going out on the full, and there was like a, mm. a gust of wind change that kept it in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Act I don't know. But you know what? He's not the only one. I've seen it in every game on the weekend that a kicker put the ball out on the full. It so, happens a lot, um, doesn't it? It really does. Canberra did it. Melbourne did it. Uh, I think Pen- I think Burton did it for Penrith. So, yeah, it does happen a lot um, because they're going for that placement uh, in the corner, trying to get the ball to bounce in the field mm. of play and out. And, yeah, so it's it's a tactical thing. Um, yeah, I, I can't answer that one for you, Malcolm. Sorry, bud. It's, uh, <laughs> it's frustrating, I know, especially when it's the first one in the in the game. Uh, which we did against Newcastle, didn't we? Did we kick out yeah, on the floor against it was, Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. we were under immediate pressure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's annoying, uh, very annoying, but um, <laughs> part of the game. Every club does it. So tickets. Looking at the yeah, tickets mate. for for this this round, they don't miss you, do they? Forty dollars. For the Warriors supporters, Bay at the SCG, yeah, Bay man. thirteen. Yep, forty dollar tickets. Um, yeah, mate. They uh, they send us the uh, the members' email. Went in, had a look. Bay thirteen, which is you know in the corner, like diagonal to the corner post. Uh, it's a shocking place to watch footy. The SCG. And all all cricket grounds are all like yep. oval grounds are terrible places to watch footy. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, they've got us in the Bay 13 for $40 tickets with a Warriors password, 21 Warriors. Or you can buy in Bay 14 right next to it for $30. So uh, Richie from Warrior Nation. Uh, and for those of you that don't follow Warrior Nation, get on their page and follow them. Um, they uh, have got this, um, uh, what would you call it? a uh, An agenda where they're trying to get all the Warriors supporters to sit together. That's right. Um, yeah, get all the fans together. Yep, and um, cheer is one. Yeah, um, great initiative. So great idea. A thirty dollars tickets this week. Uh, then the round five game we've got the Sea Eagles Central Coast Stadium on the Friday. Uh, Bays six, seven, and eight are the uh, Warriors member uh, supporters bays uh, by choice for us. Um, if you get on Warrior Nation's page, they've act- they're actually organising buses. Um, from Holroyd and Parramatta to head up to Central Coast. Uh, and the cost of the bus includes a ticket into the game. Um, so make sure you check out their page. Um, message them if you want to reserve a spot on that bus. Uh, one bus is already sold out. Their second bus is close to selling out. And they'll just keep putting buses on for the amount of people that we need to get up there. And then round six, we're at Next Jubilee Stadium. Uh, tickets at this stage haven't been released. And that's I'm the game that we're hoping yeah. our good mate Warrior Roo gets down here. Yeah, yeah. All, all things going well. I'll be I'll be heading down to this game to go to go out to Cogra for the first time on Extra Jubilee Stadium, as it's called now. Uh, so looking forward to that. So hopefully yep. we get a good result with the COVID overnight and the uh, lockdown ends, and hopefully no more cases, so I can make my way down for that game. Yeah, well I hope so, mate. It's um, it, it's. It's so frustrating that this 
yeah. the world we live in. But in saying that, we're so much luckier than a lot of other countries around the world yeah, uh, in what we are able and capable of doing at the moment. Um, yeah, you don't need to look too far abroad to see to see that it's still doing, still no. raging on in most countries. And we are very lucky in that life is somewhat returned to normal for most of us. Yep. Um, and the games, the Warriors games uh, in New Zealand, I and if someone from New Zealand is on here, they could probably um, clarify this. I, I, I believe that they're playing the games in movie cinemas in New Zealand. And yeah, last week they had a they had a function yeah, at function the stadium, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if that's going to be a weekly thing for for the Warriors members over in New Zealand um, and how they. They're interacting with the fans back there. Mm. Um, but yeah, if someone can kind of write up in the comments and just let us know uh, what's going on in New Zealand in regards to places for fans to congregate and watch the games. Um, and we can certainly put that out there on our platform so that, that people know um, who they need to get in touch with and where they need to be. Yeah, we will certainly do that. Endeavour to find out. Yeah, And get your Aussie, get your all fans over here, get your Aussie fan pass, $35.00. Get you early access tickets for all games over here. Uh, get you uh, inside access, early uh, emails for team lists and weekly emails from the team. Discount on merchandise. That's a big one. 10% discount from the Warriors store as well. Um, yes, and Warrior Nation running a promotion uh, through the Aussie-based fans. Um Get your tickets in any of the um, allocated uh, uh, Warrior Bays, Supporters Bays, allocated via Warrior Nation on their Warrior Nation page. Um, and Richie from Warrior Nation takes photos of the, uh, the fans in the crowd, uh, posts them up on the page. Uh, all you've got to do is uh, on that page, you um, tag yourself in the photos and you can go in uh, the running to win a signed jersey but you must sit in the specified bays each week so this week that will be bays 13 and 14 next week bays 6 7 and 8 um so stay tuned yeah, so. to warrior nation follow them and you'll get all the details from them you could be proud owner proud owner of a signed jersey yep absolutely um yeah so that that brings us to the end of another great show thank you very much everyone that tuned in and um, yeah thanks guys great to see some new people there as well and some raiders fans that's awesome um to have that kind of interaction as well we're very appreciative of um you know the the love that we're getting on our media platforms just remember you know you can as well as this facebook page we've got an instagram page you can follow us on um which we add to and update every day uh, a couple of posts a day We've got our YouTube channel where we are in the process of uploading all our videos. Yep. Stay tuned um, on YouTube. There's uh, there's a few interesting things coming out as well. Day in the life of the fan, as we've been promising, is is not yep. far away. Uh, we're getting yep. a lot of our other chats as well up from, from last year, um, from some of the players, ex-players, staff. So you can always go back and watch a lot of our stuff on YouTube and a few other uh, special videos there as well that we'll be doing from time to time. Yep, and we're we're also on um, Spotify, Apple, and Google Cast uh, podcast platforms. So if you miss any of our episodes, um, you can get up there and and you can listen to them whilst you're Jump driving or yeah, commute to home. work. Um, yeah. yeah, we're we're just we're trying to get our, our profile out there. We're trying to get as much viewers and as much uh, followers as possible. So keep sharing 
um, get people to follow us and and what have you. Uh, we we keep saying it's a, a Vodafone Warriors, you know, page for the fans by the fans. Ruin Hammer That's on it. TikTok? No, mate, definitely not. <laughs> um, not. It's almost a full time job exactly. doing doing all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, and um and the podcasts and Instagram, mate. It uh, takes up every second of spare time we've got. Uh, in saying that, Mark Mokoy's that there's eight cinemas showing the games. Not sure if it's every week though. And LAB played at Mount Smart on the weekend. One of the boys had a Warriors jersey on. Yeah, I did see that. Um, the they did a private um, little concert for the Warriors boys before they left to come to Australia. Uh, Mount Smart should hook up a big screen unless they already have. Well, yeah. Well, they they did something last week, mate. I'm not sure. But not being in New Zealand, I'm not real sure what it was. I was hoping TK might have been on tonight to, to tell us or Brad Inger, but um, neither of those boys have logged in tonight, uh, which is fine. Um, sure next out, Tuesday, yeah. we have a special episode. Uh, we'll be joined by Warriors uh, young front row. Young Maney. Uh, yeah, young Maney, Jermaine Tanoa-Brown. Uh, so he'll be joining us for a live chat next Tuesday. Can't wait for uh, that. That's going to be a great chat. I'll, Make sure you all tune in, and don't forget that's that's on a Tuesday night, a special yep. time after daylight saving, though. So we'll all be on the same time zone. We will. So you might need to message me and just remind me, mate, that uh, <laughs> on an hour earlier next week. <laughs> um, I'll do that. Yeah, and then of course um, we'll have our usual Wednesday night show with the round four review of the game against the the uh, Roosters and the short turnaround to the game to the Dragons on Friday night. So, uh, mm. once again, thank you everyone for for uh, tuning in, um, listening to two guys dribble on about their love for their club. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're all about. We, yeah, it is. We really appreciate it, um, and uh, we'll see you all next week. For those going out to the game on the weekend, be safe. Um, make a lot you know, of travel noise. Travel safe. Yeah, yeah. Make a lot of noise. Um, represent, you know, the Warriors uh, fan base uh, loud and proud. I'm sure you will. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, Matty. All right. I think that's it for us tonight. That is a wrap. So, yeah, thanks again, everyone. Thanks, mate. Awesome. No worries, mate. Have a great week. You too. Uh, Happy Easter to everyone, and we'll see you next week. Yes, indeed. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Cheers.